I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Welcome to the Stirrup Cup. Nice to see you all. And anybody that's watching this on audio channels or on YouTube, of course, we are filming and we've got audio tonight for OMG MotoGP. So if you want to have a look back at it, that's the website to take a look at. We've got loads more announcements coming up as well. But uh, tonight we should have a bit of a giggle, I think, with the, the people we've got in the house. It feels like a paddock in here. There's a young racers, old racers and extremely old racers that are in the house. So should have a bit of a giggle as we move on through the evening. But first up, we've got to have Lenny. Leon Haslam, please. Welcome to the front of the uh, stirrup cup for a quick couple of words because I couldn't possibly not talk to Leon round of applause well done sit anywhere you like Leon there you go I'll tell you what he defies a man that's actually injured at the moment so I think, first of all, we've got to go for, uh, before we get onto the academy, we've got some of your academy kids here as well, but let's uh, talk first of all about a very recent and unfortunate injury that you're carrying. Yeah, I had a little bit of a crash in the uh, middle of Jan. A little um, bit of a crash? Yeah. Um, second lap, had to jump off and decided to try and go through a tyre wall, which wasn't ideal. But no, uh, it's all good. Uh, I'm on like a rehab programme. We're not racing till April, so... Yeah, just a little bit boring, sat on push bikes, watching all these boys ride bikes every day. Why does it always happen in testing, usually on a motocross bike or something along those lines? But, I mean, it's quite... I mean, you're playing it down, of course you are, because that's what racers do. But, you know, shoulder injury particularly, that's a fair old joint to be um, mucked about with. Yeah, for, you know, obviously we've all done collarbones and whatever, and ligaments are a nightmare, and obviously the boys have done the first share of shoulders as well. So, yeah, you get to know what works and what you can do to try and help recover. But, yeah, definitely the shoulder's not uh, an ideal one. <laughs> Hugely disappointing from a racing perspective, but you're, uh, you're a bit like the management nowadays as well, haven't you? You've got a lot of other strings to your bow that are going on. 
Yeah, honestly, it's going really well. You know, these last three years, we've um, we've set the academy up. We've won a couple of British championships. Um, we've got now we've got seventeen riders this year. Uh, we've got a few of the guys down here. So, yeah, I'm I'm absolutely loving that side of it. You know, um, fitness test camps. Um, you know, being involved with the tuition. My dad's involved a lot with it as well. So, uh, yeah, it's it's going really really well. So, where do you see? I mean, you, you mentioned your dad. I mean, <laughs> bless him. He's still fast, but he's in pain now as well, isn't he? Pain. Yeah. We, we had him out in um, Valencia at, at New Year and I got him on my superbike and uh, he managed to squeeze into my leathers and absolutely loved it. And he was like, oh, I must get back in the gym now. And I was like, oh, Dad, you don't, you, know, you, you, you age, you don't need to get back in the gym, you know. But yeah, he'll be out in Spain with the boys and uh, yeah, he loves getting out there for sure. He's still fast as well, isn't he? Yeah, 100%, especially on the littler bikes, you know. He's, he did a lot of the race course stuff for years, so his actual speed on them, it takes me a good half a day to even get up to his pace. So uh, yeah, he's, he's still going. Young man sport, <laughs> heckling from the left this time. You'll have your chance in a minute, believe me. There's plenty to talk about with you guys. I go back a long way with you. <laughs> I've got a whole notepad here full of stuff. Uh, Jay Yeldman, uh, Harry Cook, Charlotte. Marcuzu. Sorry, Marcuzu, thank you. Sorry, Charlotte. I'll definitely remember that in future, I'm sure, if I ever get around to commentating on you. Mm. Um, we've got Ryan Frost in the house as well, and a really old geezer called Dave Fabian. Anybody that remembers locally, uh, a fellow called Dave Fabian. Go on, Dave. Hey, I'm going to embarrass the hell out of you. So there, there is like a paddock around here as well. Um, nobody's slow anymore. There mm. used to be a situation where you went club racing. Mm. Oh, thanks, Chris. You went club racing. You know, you kind of... Track days weren't really a thing back in the day. Club racing, national racing, maybe you fell off the edge of the bridge at that particular mm. point, didn't mm. get to international. But now there are no slow riders, it almost seems to me. You go to a track day mm. and there's half a dozen really quick guys. Yeah. Steve Parrish, he always made me laugh. He had to stand in for somebody on one of these focused event type things or whatever it was somewhere in Almeria, I think it was. Mm. And he, he, he developed this way of um, doing the track day he was supposed to be guiding these guys around and they were all faster than him. Yeah. So he pretended to get round the track and stop yeah. to observe their style you know, <laughs> rather than get lapped. I mean, how do you, from an academy point of view, how do you look after that progress of so many fast kids? What do you look for? For me, it's not even about looking for the next best talent. It's about trying to create opportunities for young riders to be able to show the talent. It's... Uh, it's a very expensive sport, you know, a lot of people are trying to do it themselves, you know, don't have the best opportunities. You know, you go out to Spain and people are pit biking every day, you've got your training camps, you've got the advice, you've got everything that's there where the UK does seem to miss that as an outlet. So, you know, the reason why, you know, we have a variety of people through the academy, is it, it doesn't necessarily mean is that you want to go and be a world champion, but it's, it's creating an opportunity so you can. So it's a, a turn up situation. You've got professionals building your bikes, um, you've got tuition from my dad, you've got Olin's technician, you've got me. It's, it's outlets to be used. And, um, you know, I, I do that every day anyway. We do the camps, we do the training. So to do it with, a, you know, a load of young athletes, uh, you know, it's good inspiration for me. A bit like the Rossi camp and, and I'm still doing what I'd always do. And I did it with the Lowe's boys and you know, they're, they're going off and doing what they're doing now. And, and now we're doing it with these guys. He's claiming credit, boys. Uh, yeah. Steering in the wrong direction, probably. That's about <laughs> <what I mean. laughs> And then you've got the likes of Charlotte. Sorry, Charlotte, Makusu. I will try and get right as we go on. But, I mean, Charlotte mm. is one of many females now joining us. In, in yeah. It's a very small pool. Mm. Um, and that 
is an important area that needs sorting out effectively. Yeah. And no. they are. The FIM are working towards it. Yeah, 100%. There's a lot more opportunities that are being created. And, um, you know, from my side, it, it wasn't about male, female. It was about creating opportunities. And, you know, Charlotte's had a, a really good career so far. And she's working hard. You know, all the fitness tests are improving every time. And uh, I think she'll have a really good year next year with, with a new super team class. Where's the big difference? Oh, it's going to sound daft, but I'll say it anyway because it is me. Where's the big difference between men and women when it comes to racing motorbikes? Uh, from my side, physically, there's not much. Uh, racing, as you know, is, is mental. It's a mental state, and um, you know, it's all about want and drive. So from my side, of it, I don't really differentiate between the two. Um, however, then you perceive probably by others and teams and sponsors, you can either use it to your advantage or it can go against you. And, and in the past, it probably went against you, but it's nice to see now that it's actually creating better opportunities. What about money? Because money is always the big issue, particularly here in the UK, it would seem. It's a massive issue, and, and I think that's the hardest thing from my side of it. You know, it's um, you go and win a championship now, uh, a 400 championship. You have to move on because the rules dictate it. If you're in the top three, you have to move on. To move on, you've got to go and find another 60 grand. And you've just won the championship, you know. Back in my day, I'm sounding old now. Uh, but <laughs> it's if, okay, I can beat you on that one. <laughs> if you if you won, you should get rewarded for winning. You should get an opportunity to move on. You should be able to do that. And that's kind of what I'm trying to do now. So we've got eight riders in the 400s. If you win that or in the top three, you get a free ride in the class above. If you do that, I'm trying to get representation in all the classes. And a lot of teams try and keep on to these young talents. I'd be more than happy to get them a role elsewhere if it was a good opportunity for them to move on. And, and it's a little bit different to others of just wanting to win. It's trying to create opportunities for them. You know, we used to whinge in our day about the amount of money that we were earning. But back then, I remember I earned 25 grand in prize money mm. in 1979, won a British championship. Mm. I bought a house and had change. Yeah, sure. You could do that. And that was just in prize money before we even got to what was yeah, then yeah. start money as well. Mm. Whereas nowadays... You know, if you thought you were going to buy a house in your first, uh, mm. impossible. No. So how do, you, how do you see that improving? Where do you see that coming from? Where do you see the changes there? Is it something that the, the circuits need to get on board? I mean, we've seen Jonathan Palmer. He's done a great job with the MSVR track stuff. He's made a really good job of the circuits. He's very professional. Mm. But you get the kind of feeling that, mm. you know, there's a fair wedge of money that's staying his side of the border when it could be spent a little bit more on development. Yeah, it's a business at the end of the day, and it does run. It's a very good businessman. Um, but, you know, from my side, the only negative I would say on a British championship is that they create opportunities to stay in England, not to move on. You know, and um, anyone that has moved on in recent years, uh, Brad Ray, Tara McKenzie, they've had to go not because they've been given a, a good opportunity to move on. They've had to go with whatever they could just to get out of England. And for me, that's the missing point. You know, it's... If you win a championship, I'd like to see the manufacturers step in and say, "Okay, we will place you in World Supersport. We will place you in one of our teams." You know, uh, as uh, I'm with Kawasaki, obviously get them involved. But at the minute, they they don't have the power to do that because all the teams are independent, so they can't be dictated to by a manufacturer to take a young rider and a, and a, a maybe. But for me, that's what's missing. You need to be able to, if a, a kid wins on a manufacturer, a manufacturer should create an opportunity for him. And the minute it's, I'm trying to do it, but I can't place them in a world team. I can't place them in in, in other places. Do you have a direct phone number with Espaleta, for instance, mm. Carmelo Espaleta? Because I mean, the Dorna have been, mm. you know, Jake Dixon wouldn't be where he was if Dorna and Erta yeah. International mm. Race Teams Association mm. hadn't put the funding in. Jeremy McWilliams, if you want to go back a few more years, I don't have done it for a Brit every, every every year, and there's always one that they'll invest into, you know. But um, 
But they do that to tick a box because they need a British contingency in MotoGP. Is Dan yeah. Rossomondo going to make any difference to that? The, the new American guy that they've brought in as a marketing strategist as well as lots of other things. Is he going to make any difference? I, I think, you know, there's a difference. Is It's a Spanish championship run by the Spanish with Spanish sponsors and Spanish teams. But then what they're, they're recognising is they need to give other countries opportunities. So they'll try and place a Czech rider, a French rider and, and, and do it that way. But from my side of it is that it should be about how good you are. You know, the best riders should get the opportunities where the political side of it does come into it, in my opinion. <laughs> Right, Leon wasn't going to be interviewed tonight. He was just yeah, here having a beer. Um, no, no, stay where you are for a minute, because if there's anybody in the room that fancies shouting out a question early on tonight, we are more than happy to hear from you. No. You can sit down, you can. Go on. Who's going to win out here, Sam? Oh, Sam. Sam. <laughs> Sam. <laughs> I'm actually, genuinely, I'm actually, I can't wait for these boys to race this year. I'll tell you what, I'm glad I ain't paying the bills. No, it's, um, <laughs> it's good banter in the gym, and uh, obviously I've known these guys for years. But, Who's yeah. any good at, actually, you're all playing golf, you lot. Mm. You tell me you beat them, they tell me they beat you. Yeah. Let's have some honesty now. Last hundred games, who's won the most? I've won the most. It's okay. We've got a lead roof. Yeah. Lightning ain't coming through. Leon, thank you very much for giving us your time. Thank you. Thank you very much. Right, ladies and gentlemen. Well, you've heard them chirping from the outskirts, so we'll bring them on, shall we? Sam and Alex Lowe's, the twins. So I'd even argue about who's going to be first to sit down. He's, he's the oldest, isn't he? He's what? He's the oldest. He's the oldest. <laughs> no, he said you can go in the middle, you're the quickest, he said. <laughs> I said smallest, actually, but... And what's that about? Yeah, well, <laughs> Do you measure that as well? <laughs> Not for a long time. <laughs> Not since we've been married. <laughs> it's good job you're not paid by the inch. <laughs> Gentlemen, lovely to see you both here. I mean... It's, it's difficult to know where to start with you two because the stories are so long and been going on for a while now. I mean, I can't believe, if you don't mind me saying, 33 years old, mature, what? mature fast racers now. <laughs> well, I'm not doing Lenny, am I? <laughs> <laughs> I, st I still haven't got Leon's age. Leon, right. st you still 35? 21. 21. 21. <laughs> yeah, goodbye. That's a neck measurement, not He used to be 10 age. years older than us now with the same age. Well, I remember when he was born. <laughs> <laughs> he was in Grand Prix when we were born and he's still five years older now. <laughs> He's still bloody quick, though. Yeah. <laughs> that you can't take away from him. No. Nope. That is for sure. Okay, let's go back. I mean, mum and dad, can you imagine this, folks? That you've got a kid that wants to go racing motorbikes, that you think's got some potential, and then bugger me, you've got two of them. What an absolute nightmare. I mean, your mum and dad, bless them. Yeah. A lot of effort from yeah. very early on. When I first met you two guys, it was out of the, an awning on the, a tiny awning on the side of a bloody caravan actually yeah. back then and two one two fives that um i'll get a smack if stuart is this but not too well held together one might say because he was having to work on both of them for both of you and they got crashed a bit a little bit a little bit <laughs> take us back to by the alex uh, obviously by alex obviously. <laughs> should have brought your wives just to make this honest shouldn't we really <laughs> so what was the story right at the very beginning what's the first memories you have from childhood, school, into racing? Uh, well, we did motocross. Started in motocross like a, a lot of people did back then. Obviously, there's a lot more mini bikes, ovali cups, and, and, and 
it was just sort of motocross then if you wanted to get started before you was 12 or 13 years old and then our old man's not massively into motocross and dirty bikes and he was from road racing so he wanted us to go road racing so we sort of first proper years was in the Aprilia Challenge used to run at the MRO Bemsey meetings and uh, that was where we first properly started enjoying it and, and mm. yeah and then we're obviously competitive we really got into it and then you're sort of pushing each other and it sort of went from there really that's sort of first memories I've got of it and we always loved it we always used to obviously be sharing bunk beds at home and talking about racing bikes and wanting to race bikes and watching old videos it would have been back then with you were probably talking on some of them from the gp 500s and so we've always really really loved it been fully into it and yeah we've um it's always what we wanted to do we've been very lucky to obviously had to be where we are but it was yeah double positive vision, memories double vision racing as it was known back in the day i mean it's Back then, you seemed to be much more similar than you are now. I'm not talking about looks, I'm talking about personalities. You seem to be, you know, two kids. Yeah, I've matured, I don't know. He's, he hasn't. <laughs> <laughs> he used to have really bad jokes then, and they're just the same jokes, just keeps recycling <laughs> them now. Do you ever come, I mean, like my kids come to blows. Does this ever happen in your house? Um, has, it, has it ever happened in your house? Not yet, yet soon. <laughs> <laughs> In about two weeks, in about two weeks' time after the first race, we'll see. In about we'll two see. weeks and four laps' time, it's going to really happen. <laughs> <laughs> we're never going to speak then. Now we're lucky that we've always always got on good. Um, yeah, we, well, we've done everything together. We're obviously, competitive in everything we do. Also, we're on golfing, riding, training. Like, like it's just we're lucky to have such a good relationship. Really, let's hit the training trail, shall we? Because both of you are renowned throughout the sport by anybody from MotoGP backwards um, to be probably the hardest training people in the paddock. I think uh, nowadays everyone trains quite hard, but we've been lucky from a young age. Started, I don't know how it was when we was in the gym with Leon already. So when you're late teens and you, or even before that, but. You see that work ethic, you sort of evolve into that, and then we've always done it, all still training with Kurt, which is, is, is fantastic. And yeah, I think it's part of your job is that. Yeah, we found it easy. We found it easy, really, training because we're, yeah, we still wake up now, we still speak, yeah, we're still, we, we know how lucky we are to do what we do. So getting up early and giving your best in the gym is, that's like the minimum requirement. And we've always found it quite easy to do that. And like Sam said, now the fitness side of all sports across the board, whether it is motorsport or it's, it's changed so much with the information people have. It's sort of being fit enough is like a minimum requirement now. You don't really have an advantage on that side because everybody, everybody's fit. But yeah, we've always took it, you know, really, I, really I've really upped it this year. Have you? Yeah, I've been, uh, the last few weeks I've not been training with him, just to not show him my edge, ready for next week. <laughs> been going in a bit later, just seeing him when he's tired and then started fresh, just to not show my hand too early. I've actually been doing extra, that's why he's not yeah. seen me. <laughs> he said that today, because I had, today I actually started later, so he said, oh, what do you do? I said, I run. He goes, what do you run? I said, I run at 15, he went, I was at 16. Yeah. I went, oh, did I say 15? I meant 18. Just literally, just us two in the yeah. car. There's no other way down here. And I said, oh, yeah, then at the end, I, I put it down to 18 at the end. Yeah. Yeah. I said, I was actually at 20, but don't matter, does it? <laughs> Won't count him. Is it like this every day? Yeah. Yeah, we're not bad, though. The thing is, when I, like, obviously, the last 10 years, we're not racing against each other, so I've been, even though now I'm into bike, but followed it even though I've not been there. So... It's still, even now, being racing against him, I still want him to do, I want him to win. If I can't win, you know, we still want the best for each other. So, but obviously, as a competitive, we're competitive people, so you still want to want to beat each other. Staying on the training front, of course, I don't think everybody, or perhaps people do have jobs like this. I don't know, but you start the week 
and of course you're strong, you're fit, you've had not, you know, your injuries are pretty much behind you. And then you've got, yeah, or maybe not, and then you've got Saturday, but you've got a peak on the last day of working really hard through a weekend and maybe a couple of crashes and so on and so forth. The last day is the one that you want it all for, isn't it? It's the last day. I think counts. for me this year that'll be a big thing because now we've yeah, struggled. Three, three races on a bigger bike. <laughs> <laughs> three races. Yeah, tired, isn't it? Too, might, especially the last year. Race one, it might, yeah, fresh. It's going to be fresh. But by race two, it's going to drop a bit. By race three, it's going to be. I've got a feeling there's going to be a lot of green and white up the side He's of his bike. <laughs> He's forgotten I'm on a Ducati and it rides itself, doesn't it? So, right. <laughs> I was too scared wanting to come on a Kawasaki. He had to go with a Ducati. <laughs> but we'll see. <laughs> we will. <laughs> it's it actually funny because we've been testing Hareth and put him out a couple of weeks ago and went out of pits first lap of the year behind each other, but he had a problem with his bike, misfiring normal when they build new bikes up and then they run into the back of him <laughs> 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 on the outside of me it turned out he come out, I was laughing all like that would have been good wouldn't it yeah. laughing, is it? First literally I was really close just to yeah running into the back of him so well let's talk about the two bikes that you've got this year just for a minute get them out of the way I mean the Kawasaki looks really good a bit retro I've got to say with this year's paint yeah, I like it though but it's yeah, a little bit different what about that Ducati I mean obviously it is the bike I mean I know it's not the factory factory machine I mean are you getting the factory factory help. I mean, Mark VDS, Mark van der Stratton, he don't do things by halves. So he'll be chucking some cash at it, that is for certain. But yeah. a one, one rider team, um, that's yeah. perhaps not ideal. For now. It won't, mate. It won't, yeah, honestly, the team, the bike, yeah, just till next year when Nice is coming. But the, uh, <laughs> yeah, the Double bike, vision racing again. The thing with Ducati, why they are doing as good as they are is they share everything. So as soon as you come in, as the, even in testing, after the first hour, the first two hours, the, the guys with electronics and the, they open it up and you've got everyone's data. Bulliger, Bautista, you know, Nay, Petrucci, mine, and what what lap times are done, what tyres they're on. So it's like having it's like having five teammates. So honestly, that without that would have been harder. But no, the way Ducati work and the support we've got and the bike I'll have, it'll be more or less the same as the factory. The bike will be good enough to win. So I think it's one of the reasons actually why they're doing so well across the board. MotoGP, same sort of setup with a lot of riders. The more information, fast relevant information you can have it has to help everyone so i think it's that's definitely a positive for Ducati. and bulliger is looking pretty useful now as well he's come from a little bike yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> he'll uh, yeah he's been going all right yeah i think in the end testing is one thing and i don't think it's really showed the true it's always true, the same isn't it this yeah. this time of the year all the journalists and all us are sitting beside you know speculate on who's going to do what but when the, the you know shit's in the fan and the line of fire yeah, like I said, they share all the information i've seen all the data laps i've done all the other ducati riders done batista's done but he wouldn't have won any of the right at the test so he's gone well but he's gone really well but i he could philip island will probably be a good track for him but there's a lot of good riders this year in, in the championship so it'll be it'll be interesting it'll be good i mean the movie's a big one for you um, I mean, it goes without saying you're looking forward to it, but how did the Ducati feel as soon as you got on it? What did it feel like to you? Sometimes you jump on a bike at the beginning of the season and you go, whoa, this is... Yeah, exactly. Life. I remember when I went on the Aprilia the first time in 20... Well, it probably be 16, 17. Did about five laps come in. I thought, fucking hell, it's going to be a long year. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't have any feeling. I thought, it's like this. I did a second one. I thought, yeah, now I'm, I'm definitely fucked here. Whereas with the Ducati, it was in the rain in Jerez. Conditions were not great. I did about four laps coming in, honestly, I was like, I can see why they're doing well. So rider friendly. Of course, then the last bit, you know, the last few temps and the race pace, I don't know yet, but the, the, the feeling on the bike, the way the bike reacts is so rider friendly. It was a surprise. Com coming from Moto2, which obviously doesn't have any power, it's quite stiff. 
it's harder to ride than the Ducati Superbike, which is which I, you know, I can't get my head around. Sometimes it's easier to come back off of a off of a really sharp Grand Prix bike to a, a slightly softer um, production based bike, yeah. anyway. But I mean, from your point of view, I mean, you're cutting edge, front of your game. You know, Jonathan's cleared off. Yeah. Now's the opportunity to be the man that they focus on to look after to make sure that you get what you need. Was there anything in that tie up with Jonathan? I mean, Perry Reba was like, well, he was like mafia. The yeah. way he held that side of the garage together. Was that slightly, I mean, you can't obviously say it was detrimental, but was there some detriment to the fact that Jonathan... Probably, probably didn't think at the time, but now he's moved across, he feels all right. <laughs> yeah, to be honest, I, I, I quite enjoyed being teammates with Johnny because I always felt like if I ever, the times I was racing with him or beat him a few times, he's a perfect reference as a teammate. He's one of the, the best riders ever in, in Superbike on paper anyway. So I always enjoyed that challenge, but... It's hard jumping into a team, you know, Leon knows, we spoke about it a lot, jumping in the other side of the garage because you don't really have a voice on what to say. Naturally, like Honda have done with Marquez, or when you've got a guy that's winning so much, they have to listen to what he's saying. But um, yeah, now John is left, but I'm moving over to his side of the garage to, to try something different with Perariba and testing's gone well. The bike's improved a bit, changed a little bit. The rules are a little bit different this year in Superbike, but the the way that the guys are with me is completely different. I've enjoyed it a lot more, and I think that on a race weekend, it's going to help me get a lot more out of the package. So I'm yeah, looking forward to it. Do you rely at all on your teammate, as in Bassani now coming in? Is he going to be of any assistance to you, or is it now your team leader leaving behind? Hey, Cleaning your boots. Everybody needs a helmet polisher, Leon. <laughs> You've had the best yeah. in your time, and I know that. He's never, Leon's well, never cleaned a pair of boots, though, I'll tell you that. <laughs> But um, no, nah, not really. He's he's a bit strange, isn't he? Really, Italians can be a bit strange. He's he's like very arrogant. He struggled a bit in testing. I, I felt like, but he, if you speak with him, he he thinks he's the big. Yeah, he thinks that he's going to be alright. I think, but yeah, I don't know. He, he didn't really bring any information from Ducati. He's, he's not like let's say too technical. The only stuff I know from Ducati is what he tells me, which he shouldn't tell me. So yeah, that well, helps in some ways. Remember the first te the first test I did with Ducati in last year, conditions were bad, so he didn't do much. But I said, oh, my brother's here, he's coming in the garage. They're like, oh, oh, like, yeah, like, is he technical? Will he look at it? I says, oh, no, he can't even spell his own name. Like, <laughs> said, like he can't, but he walked in, and then they're, like, worried about it. I'm like, as if you think I'm not going to tell him straight away anyway. Yeah. <laughs> it has changed a lot on that front. I mean, there was a time when you'd all go down the pub and Yamaha would mix with Honda, Honda would mix with Ducati. Everyone would be having a good time together. But now, mechanics, you don't see them out drinking. No, but Ducati are real. See, some of the stuff I ask about the bike. Or... Yeah, they don't like me. They definitely don't like me going No, but there, even yeah. me, I say, oh, so, I, how does that work? Or are they using that? Oh, 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 and they just don't answer. I'm like, oh, okay, I'm not ask again then. But group of dodgy Italians. Yeah, it's the, but it's, you get the information. We can say that because he's married to one, so you know how dodgy they are. Yeah, they're dodgy. Yeah. <laughs> but the way, I mean, but then you, you sort of don't need to know as a rider. So I get that as well. But yeah, they they keep everything close to the to the chest, definitely. Yeah, but Marina will keep that covered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, she's, she's, she's got it covered. Yeah, the missus is pretty cool on that front. Yeah, yeah, yeah she'll. I mean, she'll actually, I mean, if you go back to all scared the scared of her, that's why. I'm scared of her. So is he. I'm not scared of her. So am I, actually. We all are. <laughs> I can do anything I want. She's a, she's long a sweetheart. Me, obviously. And, and she's been brilliant for you. She has been brilliant for you. I Maybe, mean, through Mark Media, don't you think? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't have as much say as what you'd, you'd think in, in some sides of it. She's been good for him off the track because she's a bit more sensible than him, especially with wasting loads of money. So that's been good. The kind of worrying uh, thing is that on a job side, Hodgson has good. helped him. Spend yeah. his money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. By the way, he manages it, Alex, if you didn't know that. Manages me, yeah. 
A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yeah, she's good. The wife's good. She, she obviously, if you don't know, my wife, she actually runs the VDS team. Or helps one, or one of the top people running it, the Moto2 and the Superbike. So... Yes, yeah, that'd probably be a reason why I never ride there because obviously, <laughs> what am I classed as? Brother-in-law. Yeah, it's not good, is it? No, you don't quite make the mark, do you? No, it's funny that yeah. I'm always on Sam's side, so it don't go well when we're at dinner. And then you have Roger Burnett who manages you, so you've yeah. got a situation where Roger Burnett who used to manage me, yeah. Uh, no, he used to manage Hodgson. Yeah. Now Hodgson manages Alex. Manages me, yeah. And manages you. It's a bloody funny. Well, well, we're in. <laughs> How Hodgie. many degrees of separation is there in our particular world? <laughs> Old Hodgie. He's done a good job, really, to be fair. I can't complain about Neil too much. I'll tell you what, I hear everything. I would if he was thing. here, but he's not here, so he's, he's, he's doing well. <laughs> he's in California. Yeah, on I holiday think he's going to move there, isn't he? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Mr. California, isn't he, with his shades <laughs> on? Highlights. <laughs> <laughs> the only man to wear pink leathers other than David Fabian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're welcome, Dave. <laughs> Dave's did, did you Dave's... wear pink as well? Nothing wrong with pink. <laughs> nothing wrong with pink. There's nothing wrong with pink. Matt? No. JT, I love you. He's <laughs> hey. No, he's it. Yeah. As long as you're fast, there's not. Oh, that's true. That is very true. I could never Any colour, any design, if you're fast. If you're slow, it's risky. So, strategy for this year, if there is going to be one, I mean, between the two of you. Yeah, my strategy is I've got the experience on him, so if I don't make it count the first part of the year, I'm, I feel like I might be in trouble. Uh, we've been, I mean, we're having some deals. I said, look, I ain't got a teammate. Obviously not got a teammate. So I said, look, we need to play a bit in the bit, bit of toe every now and then. So we've got, we're going we're gonna, to we'll work together a bit. Well, I don't know how long. First couple of rounds, anyway. <laughs> I mean, I mean, respect... Sorry, lads, I've got to mention it, but you do try exceedingly hard, both of you. There has been a fair bit of crash damage in the past. Yeah. Um, I, I, seeing you two in the same race, I can only feel that's going to go up. <laughs> Honestly, I don't think... It, all signs are that there's potential that we might crash a bit. Now, I think it's easier for him. I think that Moto2 class... Of course it is. <laughs> no, no, not, nothing to do with the but I think the Moto2 class is a, is a tough class in general. It's a class with the most crashes, I think. The tyres are hard. That It's hard to get a feeling whenever the temperatures... I know some years of MotoGP with the Michelin didn't work well. There's a lot of cold tyre crashes. But apart from that, the Moto2 class seems to be a lot of strange crashes. Then on top of that, yeah, we try hard. We don't really accept bad results. So, yeah, sometimes we try too hard. But I think having different people around me, from my side anyway, will help. And I think Sam... Coming to Superbike, with the Superbike, is more margin. In that side, is a bit easier. Also, I'm a, it's my first year. I'm a rookie. 
<laughs> so no, but it's a bit less expectation in some ways. So uh, yeah, yeah, of course, there's some races where I might be able to accept it a little bit more. World Championships are always a thing that we go for. It's funny how people forget about Supersports World Championships. They forgot about Cal Crutchlow's all the time. Never ever hear anybody talk about them. It's like they didn't count, but they were actually bloody hard fought and won. Count, yeah. um, likewise, British Championships are not the easiest things in the world either, are they? So these things behind you at the moment, looking forward, I mean, how do you see the season going for Kawasaki and for Ducati? For I, think, you, for you I, I think for me, obviously, at the minute until I was really rode the bike in a race situation and understand better the tyres and everything. I can't say too much, but I'll be in the, we'll be in the mix. I'll I think he'll, mix. Win a, he'll definitely win a race this year. From what I've seen anyway, the first day on the bike in Hareth, he, was, he did a 38 round Hareth, and anyone that knows Hareth is a serious, serious time. He don't, he's not, you do go quite well in Hareth. You've won a couple of Grand Prix, so it's not that. He obviously quite likes the track, but... But at the beginning of the year, it always seems to me like Hareth is unbelievably fast when it's a bit cooler but if you go relevant to everybody else it's still impressive so I think if he gets his head around the class the different races I, I genuinely think he can win a race as, as a rookie and I, I need to get back to that level that I've been at so yeah been, the, our, one of my targets is if we can be on the podium if we can share a, a podium together especially in the first part of the year then that, that'd be pretty cool we've always dreamed of racing together it's been 15, 16 years since we have but if we can be on the World Championship podium together that'd be pretty Pretty cool. There'll be a few people in here raising. Obviously, as long as he's behind you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's why he's put me in the middle now, because you go in the middle, don't you, when you're on the top step. (laughs) I think you're second, Keith. He's third. (laughs) Well done, Keith. (laughs) It's been a long time. Yeah. (laughs) That had for me, actually. (laughs) Been a while for me. What's the situation regarding injury? I mean, like, you know, we've seen Leon has already had an off this year, and, and that's quite a serious injury, even though he was playing it down. That is something in the back of your mind. Now that you've reached this ripe old age that you've yeah. managed to reach, surely the maturity says that I've got to try and stay fit in those early rounds or I'm not going to win a world title. Yeah, you don't really think about the injuries, but you think that the points. And like Pere Riba, the, he's been talking to me about that. The more accepting the results and racking up points. We've got so many races now in Superbike on the weekends. that you, if, if you're finishing all the races in solid positions, come the end of the year, you're, you're in the mix. So... Yeah, that's something that we obviously need to be focused on. Last year, I had some injuries, but I had a couple of injuries away from the track. I had a knee operation, but really what I was doing was getting, my, getting myself ready because I knew he was coming. So I thought, right, <laughs> why at this last part of the yeah, year off? I'll get myself ready. And then he said, I could wait for the winter to have the op, but I'm having it now just to be primed. Yeah, to I wanted to do a good winter. I need to, don't want any excuses. What but difference does Perry Reba make in the, in the situation you're in? Now he's moved across. Is he going to be a, of any... Yeah, I reckon. I think it'll be... The biggest, the, whatever they do with the bike. Leon, what biggest, do you reckon? Because you worked change. in the other side, the same side of the garage Alex has been on the last few years. So now he's moved across. It'll be a big difference, won't it? If Kawasaki offered me the ride and I had to work with Marcel again, I'd say no. <laughs> <laughs> Marcel's the guy Alex has been, yeah. has been working with till now. Yeah, I think... You know, Perry Sound. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's been there and raced, obviously racing the British Championship. He did, and he was fast. Yeah, so he, he gets it. I think it's... Yeah, he rode for Nick Morgan. Yeah, he yeah, for Nick. So he's, he's been around the, the job a long time. He's obviously been working with Johnny a long time. <laughs> I think it'd be a, a massive change for me. In 2018 and 19, I was working with Andrew Pitt, obviously an f- ex-racer. And we had a really good relationship. And them two years, I was my consistent. I didn't make that many mistakes. I was consistent. And I think that's what I need. Whereas last year, I sort of felt like I was on my own a bit, trying to make it happen when our back's against the wall rather than 
we just keep trying, which is sometimes a mistake. But I think with Perez, I'm going to be able to manage situations a lot better. And at the level we're riding at now, that's basically all it is on the race weekends. You're just managing situations, whatever's happening with the weather, with the races, with the tyres. Everyone's riding well. Everyone's ready to go. All the bikes are good. But if you can manage each situation in a positive way, that's when you build up your confidence. And when you get confident, that's the ingredient that we all need to be putting a good year I together. I think now the group of people around you, the crew, but the way of working on the weekend is... In, in, all, in Moto2, I noticed it a lot. I know, in Super it's so important now. And your team this year? Yeah, well, it's all new in, in the sense that you've just been set up, but it's um, my crew chief is my crew chief in electronics are from Ducati, it's employed by Ducati, but is uh, Giovanni Krupe. He worked with Redding when he won in BSB and then went to World Two Bikes with Scott, but he's been in Ducati forever and he also runs a development team for Ducati, so he's he's well in there. He's at Ducati every day, I'm so, not sure and he's my crew chief, to be honest. <laughs> so I think he's, he's qualified for the gig, but he's a top bloke, so it'll be I think that'll help me. Have you looked across and, and thought? Yeah, they're looking after him properly. I mean, have you looked across and thought to yourself, yeah, they're, they're doing the right thing by my brother? Yeah, a little bit. We spoke a, a, a lot about it. Like Sam said, obviously we want to try and beat each other, and that goes without saying. But after that, I want him to do want him to do well for him and Marina and the team. Obviously, we're personally involved a, a lot in it. And you know, if if I can't use, I've been in World Super as an official rider for ten years, so the experience I've got and the mistakes I've made, if I can't give some help to him and try to help him. It's a, it's a, it's a bad job. So we've been speaking quite a lot. I think the team's, team's good. And um, yeah, it's going to be... What's so good about the team is they're really reactive and yeah. open to... They're really, okay, obviously, like all teams, result-reliant, but they, they're open to do anything and they're lucky where they can do. Because it's not just about budgets and spending the money, because if you spend the money in the wrong... There's also a lot of teams spending money in Superbike. You know, look at BMW, now look at Honda. So... It's not just but they're, they're open and they spend the money and they'll do anything to get the result. And I think as a rider, it's difficult to ask yeah. more than that. Isn't it? I think it's a benefit of a smaller team like that. Some of the factory teams, you you spend a lot of time sort of... You can't actually do what you want to do because there's some factory restrictions and stuff like that. So their team should be able to adapt well and he has to adapt well. And I think, yeah, I think it's going to be good. Now that top rackers come to play on BMW they've got her up their game BMW have always been about thereabouts but they've yeah. not actually got over that crest have they they've never quite got to the point where the bike is winning material do you think this year is the one that adds an extra one to the it looks the hard isn't it I don't think it's hard to say isn't it he'll win races on the BMW he won't win the championship in my opinion I don't know Leon obviously knows the BMW a lot more I think that he's obviously a very talented rider and all the rest of it but I think that yeah they've they've they're probably the team putting the most effort in, if you look, with the, the test team with Bradley Smith and Sylvan and obviously got Paul Toprak from Yamaha. But, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be... I think having Sylvan would be a good signing. Uh, I think he's, he's yeah. clever the way he thinks about the bike, the way he puts his the, the comments across is good. But I think with the BMW over the years, it's if they really listen to what the riders say. Which they haven't done yeah. back I, in the day. Yeah, I don't think they have that much. And then in the end, it, that's that's that last bit they can get close but the last bit you need to feel so comfortable on the bike and it all be together which is hard to have at what point did your mum and dad back away from perhaps pushing you two in a direction because it is very easy for a dad to, to oh to no be... they've been mega with that long, no it was long hard time. it was really hard when we were younger but at one point would have been not what 2010 2011 just said it's up to you now on your own like no he never really comments anything 
A story coming from Leon. <laughs> no, no. There's a couple of stories from Cardo. There's one we had new one two fives. Yeah, there's one that's relevant actually. Now we're racing. Yeah, there's one new one two fives, and we did like a, a club race to, to not run them in, but you know, do the end of the year November summit new bikes the next year have a go in them. And I was beating Alex and was going down into into Mansfield. I was just tipping out and ding 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 ding. <laughs> next minute, T-bone. Right. So I, he took me out basically. I was a bit littler than Alex then. So after I crashed, I was got back to the van and he got me against the van. He goes, "Don't fucking tell Dad." Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'd never said it. I said, oh, yeah, I don't know what happened. I like, lost the front. Yeah, what, what, what. yeah, the joys of Facebook. Maybe it, ten years later, somebody put a, a picture up. Someone had it on picture, like the, the proper the one, sequence. two, three. I said. There you go, look, took me out, Dad. He was get, he was like, he passed me. He was getting away a bit, and I think I just thought, I've got to not having it, not having it. <laughs> <laughs> so so he goes, oh, yeah, just be warned. That's what I'm prepared to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Might be a while ago, but it's, we'll see, won't we? I'll be tipping into Honda Airpin next week. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I love the Kawasaki just squealing, <laughs> coming in. Does it ever get space. more serious than joking like this? I mean, yeah. does it? Does it? It never gets serious. No, at I all. think not because when you get. When you take it step back, we both put everything in. We do our best. We're lucky to have professional, great teams around us. We're going to do our best. If it's Alex in front of me, if it's Alvaro in front of me, if it's Scott Red, if whoever it is, I'll try and pass if I can. I'm not a dirty rider, so you do what you can. He's a dirty rider, but not a dirty rider. So, I don't get, so and then after, you just got to be happy that you, you know, you're in that position and fighting each other. Of course. There might be some cross words, but it never lasts long. Like when I beat him at golf, often he, he never. <laughs> he ne you know, it's a, you're not you don't get not too annoyed. Either. I'm going to play on it big time because people yeah, won't know. Also, they? everyone's making loads of it. Also, I did a thing with World Superbike at a test, asking me loads of questions. I'm like, you know, I really don't understand. I'm going to start fighting. You yeah, know, giving it big time. Man, we saw you giving your fingers up to Al. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I oh, got him away and that. What is it? Who's prepared to do the the worst? Him. I mean. It, <laughs> <laughs> Who's the most desperate? He doesn't know I've got 20 more horsepower, though, so it, <laughs> it, I, we've all been racing a long time now. It's easy I, to pass I him I genuinely straight, don't think you're going to pass me on, on the brakes. So. Well, I don't have to. No, exactly. So I'm <laughs> the one that's going to be in position. If I have to pass him, I, imagine, though, this well, is, you, can sleep, you can sleep on this. And Leon, I've been talking a lot with Leon, <laughs> who's won races in Phillip Island, told me some tricks, you know, just slipstream to the line. Oh, yeah. And with my bike to your bike, I was going to wait behind you, then just... <laughs> Because if you win by half a tenth or three seconds, you, you still win. Don't you? Or if still it's for the you. win, I reckon you should just let me have it. <laughs> Do you weigh the same? Do you both weigh the same? Yeah. yeah. Exactly the same. So there's no advantage in body weight. Well, we've got the weight limit now in, in Superbike, which is oh, 80 yeah. kilos. So we're both under the limit. So we will weigh. Is that you have to put weight? Leon, are you on the limit? You're more or less, aren't you, on the weight limit? <laughs> so we'll we'll have to yeah, we'll be the we'll be the same. We'll have to be eighty kilo in one the, kilo. It depend on the day and that. Not much in it. Is that going to make much difference to the likes of Bautista? I mean, he's going to have to put some weight here and there on the bike. I mean, a bit, it's a bit. The rules strange. The rules really strange because it's so. There's us three, right? If you're eighty kilos in your, eighty kilograms in your kit, which is still quite light. I'm probably seventy eight, seventy nine. I'm so still quite a low number. What you're five foot one, five <laughs> foot two, <aren't> <laughs> right? I mean, so it's, it's quite light. Like, but, Bazis is 66 in his kit. Yeah. So it's 14 kilos. In his kit. So he must be like, I don't know, he must be what, 57? 56. 55 kilos, which is like, my daughter's five. I mean, she, I mean she's 50. <laughs> you know what I mean, it's close. So it, in I think she's more, only 40, every, yeah, every kilo you're under, you only have to put half of it on. 
Yeah. So he's still going to be like... He's still going to have like a six kilo advantage over everyone else. Maybe more. So, But then it's, he's going to have six kilo on his bike. Can you put but it anywhere you want? He's been sandbagging. Yeah, you can put it where you want, but he's but been saying in testing... Honestly, I've seen all... Bike. Like I said before, I've seen... I get all that. He, if it had a race in Portmore, both rec tests, because yeah. everyone... We've done Harev and Portmore all together, more or less everyone... I think one there. More or less everyone was there. Only talking about the Ducatis, but it was all quite fast. He'd have probably won both races, yeah. and he was 15th at both of them. Yeah, and everyone's saying, oh, Bulliger's going to win, or Bautista, honesty. He just didn't put the tyres in because he's saying, oh, the way... Fucking hell, you look overlay the data, he's about 10k faster than me up the straight. Yeah, he's still... I mean, still I'm not the best in aerodynamics. <laughs> but is the worrying thing the fact that the likes of Bautista can get the best out of his tyres late on in a race? He's still got edge grip late, yeah. late on when everyone else but honestly, that's the, that, honestly I don't that, that's the bike that really is it's so him you're looking forward to that as yeah, well even me and testing we've been talking about talking, at the end of the, the bike's so good electronics are so good he does it really well but if you the other guys on Ducati Petrucci must be what's Petrucci he must be 90 kilo he's got to be and at the end of the race he's still faster than the Yamahas and, you know, maybe he's not had a good race but he'll still come through at the end so the yeah. bike, and then he's little, and Bautista, even in the, his history, his, his riding style, he gets off the corner good. So it, it looks like that, but it's also the bike that's good. He's not smiling now. <laughs> I don't, I've been struggling. and it's, did, 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 I texted him after the first day. I was like, oh, it's on the, the heart. Yes, yeah, 800 something. But in 15 laps, I was doing like 40 at the end. He's like, fucking hell, first day. And I was like, oh, is that all right? He's like, yeah, yeah that, that's not bad. <laughs> it's, been, it's been one of our... In, general in Kawasaki it's been one of our weak areas is they've gone softer and softer with the Pirelli tyres over the years and it's been harder and harder for us to make the tyres last so but I've been working this winter so we'll see won't we you know, is it, is like it's always obviously all the bikes have different okay the Ducati is better but they all they have good and bad points like the Kawasaki's on new tyres you yeah, can do the lap time grip, yeah. to keep it going which is which is it's not nice to say but the electronics nowadays play a too much of a role, really. Seem to be a very modern-day type situation, tyres nowadays. In MotoGP, they're still fiddling around with the rules now. I was speaking yeah. to Danny Aldridge earlier on today, and it was a, they're now going for Michelin are going to adjust that lower limit throughout the year. It's not going to stay 1.8 bar like it's been so far this year. They're going to have a, a variable limit, that Michelin say, but they want Depending it to... on the track. Or six, yeah, 60%, though, of the race has got to be above But a lot that of the limit. stuff they do, they, they have too much input now from riders, from the teams, from everyone... So when you have a lot of input like this weight, we've just been about for Superbike, there's just a weight limit. If you're under the weight, you put the weight on, like was in Moto2. And it's, not, it's not new, is it? It's been around a long time. If you're, you know, in Lightning 125s, it's a big advantage. So there's a weight. Now they have, oh, they don't want to piss Honda off because they're putting the money in there. They don't want to annoy Ducati because they're putting... Now, it, like, with the tire, it should be the tire pressures out and that's it. Yeah, the manufacturers have too much power, really. When you make a rule that's sort of a rule... Because like the Ducati in Superbike, it's like your missus saying you, you can't kiss anyone else, but if you want, you know, if it, if you're in the position to, I think you're burying yourself here, you mate. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go I steady. Do you know we are recording not this? The, not the, yeah, that's not a good example. I've seen, seen it on telly. Probably a bad example. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Marina. But with the like in Superbike, we get our revs back. All of the manufacturers, so they're doing, the, they're trying to do this RPM balancing. So Ducati will have a thousand more revs next year. So then how does that balance for the weight for Bautista? Is he going to lose or gain? That just ends up being... We don't want to hear it. Like, I don't want to hear it. You guys don't want to hear it. The fans don't want to... We don't want to watch the race and everyone's going about tyre pressures. Oh, Pedroza's done a great race. Should leave it at that. But actually, his tyre pressure was this or that. And That was the other thing I was going to say. They're not disqualifying them now this yeah. year, whereas they were going to disqualify oh, so them just a in warning. MotoGP. No, it's... Uh, it's, it's um, time. Time. Drop in it a few They're going to give now. them time. 
and you get half the time for a sprint race. So whatever the penalty is in the main race, half the penalty is for a sprint yeah, race. Yeah, because a lot of them were saying it was three, it was three place, one in oh, it's three seconds or three places. Yeah, but even now we're confused. I mean, yeah, the worst like, thing could have happened. Because then did you got he got second, he ended up being fourth. Yeah. But he was saying I'd still do it again because like, he reckons he'd never finish fourth having With the right pressure. tire pressure. So then you think, well, come on then. Like, do you know what I mean? Mm. Then you can argue about it until till. Yeah, forever. Well, the worst case, you've mentioned it earlier on for everyone that's watching, if you've got a podium that's up there celebrating and popping the corks and then they're not the three that are going to be up there. Yeah. When well, especially towards out. the end of the year, do you mean, when it's for the championship or it's a bit more, it's always serious, yeah. but there's a bit more on the line. So bringing it back to uh, World Superbike then in that particular case, I mean, uh, I mean, are you happy with the, with the way the regs are at the moment? I am. No, but I genuinely try not to get involved because it's. I think as a rider, it's not something you should be. It's not something you should be like talk, wasting time about. I think as a rider, you just need to do the, the best you can, and we always end up talking. It's always talking about something or complaining about what they've got, or what anyone's got. But the reality is, just need to focus on what we've got the best we can. I think there are options when you got to, when it's it needs to, if it's all definitive then you can't say anything yeah. and you will for one weekend maybe two then nobody will mention it again it's perfect you can talk about the race and the guys that win everybody will say the bar's good the, the guys that finish at the bar and that'll always be the same and it always has been and it always has been the same yeah, yeah. there's never been any changes in that one and with racers you don't want to give anyone credit they, no. you can't possibly say that they've done a good job you have to say why well, you'll have to it's your brother I've played my bike yeah, for three well. years I've been on the same as everyone else yeah. <laughs> 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 Ladies and gentlemen, we'll take a break, I think, for uh, everyone to replenish or nip to the loo or whatever you might be able to do. And if you're uh, watching it on audio, listening to it on audio and watching it on OMG uh, MotoGP, then uh, stay with us. We'll be back in part two. Still there. Thank you very much, folks.